and welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode, episode 21. Okay, and in this episode, we're going to talk about um, just a bonus, um, not really into the topics of October yet, but we're going to talk about stress. Okay. And I may even wind up doing a series on this later because it's very important. Just like self-awareness was, stress is also very important. So I think I am. I think I'm going to do a series. But today I just want to talk. We're just chit-chatting. So welcome to my podcast, which is Conversations for the Soul. I am your host, Nita the One. Yes. And I like to say... We're going to dive right on in and we're going to break through the shadows. Okay. Um, stress. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, for those of you listening to the music and you thought, I really kind of like that, or what was that? I'll post in the thing, but the music was the um, theme for autumn. And it was by Franz Gordon. So I'll post that information. But um, when it comes to stress, it can take so much of a toll on you physically, mentally. I mean, just all, all parts of you can feel the stress. And everybody handles stress differently. I know that. I know many of you listening today are probably saying, well, I've heard that before. I mean, that's nothing, nothing new, um, but it's true. People handle stress very differently. And I can't really say so much about everybody because with this, I'm just talking and I'm talking about me now. Okay. I'm talking about me personally and my experience. So I'm not really here to dish out statistics in this podcast, this particular episode. I'm not here to talk about, you know, what research I've done on stress. <laughs> I'm just simply here to talk about me and how I notice stress has affected me. I'm talking about it because the last couple of days I was feeling it. Um, and this is not going to be like a griping, grieving session type thing. But I just wanted to come on because I want people to know that when you've been through some things, especially if it's a repeated or a very long time cycle of going through things, stress can affect you differently. So for me, um, it doesn't take much now. It doesn't, I'm going to be very honest with you. It doesn't take that much to kind of maybe perhaps where I start to feel it physically. Let me say that. Um, and I do try to keep my stress levels at a very minimum because I know it's not good for me. I mean, it's not good for anybody, but I know me personally, it's not good for my health. 
And so me knowing that, and, and I've seen how things have transpired throughout the years because of it, I really try to keep a good hold on it. I really try my best to watch my stress levels. I try to do things to release that stress and relieve it from my life. I also do things like meditate, keep a positive attitude, um, journal, um, just sit in silence and think. I gratitude. You know, I'm one that's big on what are you grateful for? Look at the bright side. Look at the positive. Look at, uh, you know, it could have went this way, however, type thing. So I'm definitely one of those people who feels that way. So that's why I say this is not a griping thing, okay? I'm just just chatting about stress. But it kind of ties into my October topic on children. Because I don't think people really take into consideration that when you're abusing children, and I said it before, and I probably would repeat it again a couple of times, okay? So you're just going to have to ignore it if you're tired of hearing it. But this is the type of thing where you're causing lifelong damage, okay? And yes, a person can still prosper because I'm a living witness. I'm telling you, with some of the things that I've been through, there was times I didn't think I was going to make it. I thought my life was, this is it. I basically should just throw in the towel now because I'm never going to have happiness in my life. I'm never going to do this and that. And it was a complete opposite. I've had moments of happiness. If you had told me that, that I would eventually leave home, I would eventually leave the abusive husband, and that I would eventually have my own place, that I would eventually get my own nice car, I would get a dream car on my own without the help of him or my mother, if you told me those things as a teen, I would have laughed in your face. I would have believed it because it was so dark and heavy. I could not see. I couldn't see the field of flowers. I couldn't see the pathway before me on a sign, the saying, take this path. It will lead you. This is your escape route. This is the exit. I talked about that part in a brief little bit when I mentioned my dream in the episode about the valley in the shadow of death. And I kept having that dream and it was telling me, again, I was not paying attention to the exits. I wasn't, but then I realized it wasn't about the exits. It was about seeing the journey through. And this is how I also deal with stress today. I have to see the journey through. And I'm, I'm sharing this because there are people out there that are going to listen, whether it's today, it's 20 days from now, a year from now. 
20 years from now, you're going to listen to this episode and you're going to say, oh my goodness, that is exactly what I'm feeling. And wow, if you could out, come out of that, if you could have your moment of joy, if you could experience, yes, I'm not saying that from that moment that you break through the shadows, that your life is going to always have sunshine and beautiful flowers and the birds are going to hum with you. You're going to have those. And yes, there are going to be some days where some, you know, you're going to have setbacks. It's life. I get that. It is life. But I'm here to tell you that when you abuse the children, those moments as a child, when you're experiencing abuse in traumatic situations, they are stressful. And I don't think a lot of people really think about that. I don't think a lot of people... You know, I was talking to someone actually today, earlier, and I was telling them how a lot of times people don't come forth as children um, or teens or even young adults, even in their 20s. You have a lot of people who won't come out clean of what happened to them as a child until they're in their 30s or 40s or 50s because at that point they feel safe. At that point, they really don't care anymore what you say about them. They don't, they're not worried about the judgment and the ridicule that they're going to face. They feel they can handle it now. But people don't come forth when they've been uh, attacked or abused or things have happened to them because of the ridicule. I'm not saying that people are supposed to not ask questions. It's fine to ask the questions. It's fine to say, but what the problem comes in is that I was telling a person, let me just get back to the topic because I'm rambling, but I was telling them how, for example, a person says, they come forth and they say, I've been molested since I was at the age of six, all the way to I was 20 years old. A person hears that and the first initial thought is, oh my gosh, that's terrible. That is so terrible. I didn't experience that, but I couldn't imagine from the age of six to 20. Oh no. Mm, 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 mm. Then it's, wait a minute. Did you say six to 20? Now I can understand when you were six and you was a teen, but you're talking about 20 years old. Okay, I'm gonna need you to I'm gonna need you to have a seat. Cause at 20 you knew what you was doing. You knew that was you knew what was wrong. No, you wanted it. You're gonna try to say 20 years old, you was still being abused. I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna hear it. But I was saying when a child has been abused, okay, I don't think people because if you haven't really gone through it. And, I, and, and I'm speaking in my perspective, okay? Because I'm not saying like, if you haven't gone through it. And what I mean by that is you might have had an experience or two. And I'm, again, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying that that is not valid. But I'm talking about, it's one thing. 
it's one thing. It's all wrong. Okay. Again, I'm not negating anybody or diminishing anybody's trauma and experiences. But it's one thing if a person has gone through these things and it happened that one time at summer camp. It happened the one time you stayed with your best friend uh, over the Christmas holiday and her uncle came into town to visit and he touched you and did things to you inappropriately. And you've had to deal with that all your life. And today, Christmas still doesn't mean the same for you. That's kind of different. What I'm talking about is the person who is a child and experienced it over and over and over again and by different people. And when you experience it even by one person, and it's even by one person, I told this person I was talking to, I said, people don't, People can say, oh, yeah, I know 60, like that was a long time. Like if somebody says, you know, that was over 10 years of me being abused. I mean, yeah, I get it. I do. I get it, honey. I get it. But what I don't understand is, like, once you got a certain age, why you didn't leave? You know, you said up to 20. I mean, at 16 or 17, you were an age you could have left. That's what I'm not understanding, sweetheart. I'm not understanding when you turned 20, darling. You could have been out of there. This is what I'm asking, sweetie. I'm just saying. You know, I don't get it. It couldn't have been me. 20 years old, I would have been out of there. Well, you're right it couldn't have been you because you didn't go through the same exact thing. This is part of what I'm talking about. People don't understand that those three, there's 365 days in a year. And you say, yes, I'm fully aware of that meet up great there's 365 days in a year there's 24 hours in a day and there's seven days a week but the 24 hours in a day you really seriously think about that okay just off the day alone there are 24 hours in a day And those 24 hours, a lot can happen. We're saying, we're talking about 24 hours at home with a mom who's a stay-at-home mom, or let's say she's out, you know, she's on vacation, or let's say she's a teacher <laughs> and she's out for the summer break. The kids aren't in school. She's home. You're not going to daycare to get a break. You're not going to the neighbor's house. You're not going to the lady down the street. You're at home with this parent. And it's 24 hours you're with them. Now, of course, at night you go to sleep for some, but what if there are things happening at night as well? Okay? So it's like a 24 hours. No, this person does go to sleep. So there, there's some respite out of that hours. But when you really put that into perspective, that that's a day in and day out thing, you're talking about summer over the summer break. 
you know, the kids are out definitely for a solid two months from school, maybe even a little bit more. Two months of being home with an abuser. It's a lot to think about. Two months being home with an abuser. Also, for example, bringing it current. You know, when this COVID happened and people had to be home with their children. And, you know, people were talking about abuse as far as adults. You know, like, oh my goodness. Think about that wife whose husband, you know, he's laid off and he's an abuser, but he's he was at least escaping. She was getting a break because he was going to work. But, you know, now he's home. But people didn't really talk about the children. And it's true for that woman. But what about the children? What about the children that are home during this COVID time or any extended period with a person who is abusive? And those hours is a heck of a long time of training because abusers do that. They put you through anguish and training. They're grooming. This is why I did an episode on grooming. And I, I said I was going to go back also, and I'm going to bring that back up again. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in the future. But the grooming is important. It's the same when it comes to the children and the abuse, the grooming. Because these abusers, they have you for these hours. So every day it could be something. Every day for hours. You cry yourself to sleep and you wake up and you're right back facing this abuser again. And you're thinking to yourself, my God, when are you going to leave? Like, who, who's coming to rescue me from you? Seriously. Like, when do you go back to work? When does my daddy come home? These were the questions I had as a child. But as I was saying, it produces stress. And your body can only take a certain amount of stress. Yes, when you're young, you're able to shake things off and brush things off a lot easier. But this is what I mean by the shadows. People, I'm, when I say talking about the shadow work, I'm serious. This is why it's important to go in the shadows because you start to realize this stress that you've experienced has left residual residue. Residual residue has been left in your body from the stress. So each experience, each moment, each trauma, this little residual residue is left. 
And then it adds up. It piles up in your body. And basically, your body is like what we are seeing and witnessing now right now. Your body is like the volcano. Okay? And if any of you know how a volcano works, there's stress. Right, and the pressure, right? But this is how it is with your body. So you're going, you know, stuff that happened to you at two, three, five, seven, nine, ten. These residual residues are remaining. The stress is remaining. Yes, I'm smiling. I'm laughing. I'm at the amusement park with my aunt and I'm laughing. I'm at a birthday party and I'm laughing. I'm at school singing in the choir and I'm chorus and I'm smiling and laughing. I'm on a field trip at school and I'm smiling and laughing. But that stress is still there. So you fast forward to you're now an adult and you're out in the world. And let me tell you, people who've been abused for years, okay? Like I said, I, I was talking to the, my friend and I was like, people don't realize it because when you've been, like I said, you're talking about 24 hours. You're talking about, this is a day in, this is 365 days. Because even if this person works, does not mean they still don't abuse you every day. But it doesn't take every day either. Because once you reach a certain age, once you get to a certain point, like that person's story, I told you some example, like they're like, oh, I've been, you know, molested since the age six to 20. Okay, but what they don't realize is at age six, a couple of months in to the molestation, they were already broken and don't realize it. They thinking because they're laughing and they shook it off. When they woke up in the morning and, and, and they smile and laugh. And because at the age of seven and eight, and as I said, because you went on a field trip at school that day and it was a good day, you smiled and laughed. And you're telling yourself you're fine. And others who witness you in public, oh, she's fine. Like, I wouldn't, if you were being abused, you sure hate it for me. Because, I mean, I remember you being in such and such and such and such. Yes. And this is what we're going to talk about when we talk about the pay attention. Because these abusers can hide and camouflage. And they'll have people feeling like, you know, you're looking at from the outside, you're like, well, their family seems picture perfect. And it's not the case. But when I talk about this stress and how this residual residue remains, by the time you're that person who's 20, and the grooming has taken place. You're not even aware in a sense, okay? You're not even aware that you're 20 now. And that you're, this has become your life. So for me, by the time I was 19 and 20, 
21, 22. My mother's saying certain things to me. How? My mother says things to me now. And I can mentally quickly find myself sometimes drifting into that. And I have to quickly pull back and say, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. You, I'm not going there. Remember, you're an adult. Remember, you're not to fall into this trickery. Remember, you don't have to bear witness to this. You don't have to, she doesn't have to, you know, treat you like this. And you don't have to take it. So remember that. So because of that, I tell myself that and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So, like I was saying, when it's been going on for a while, you realize, oh, okay, well, darn, I've been going, you know, I've been going through this stuff and I don't even, I didn't even realize you know, I thought it was normal. You know, my mom said, hey, I couldn't leave the house. And you've got friends telling you, girl, you're 21. What do you mean your mama told you you couldn't leave the house? Um, my mom said, I'm not to leave the house today. So, you know, you're calling and you, you know it. Like I said, you know to a degree. You know that it's wrong and it sounds crazy. Because when you call your friends, this was me in 2021. I'm calling my friends and... You know, I'm saying stuff like this by the time this was a little phase when I was back home and I'm calling and I'm telling them like, they're like, girl, are you going to hang out? And I'm like, girl, no. You know, and, and for some of it, I'm making excuses like, oh my gosh, I was so sleepy. I'm tired. I didn't get to do this and that. But the ones that were really close to me, it's like they knew. I'm like, well, my mom was tripping. And so I'm not, your mom tripping. Yeah, I'm. You know, she was telling me I'm not supposed, you know, don't leave the house today. Don't leave the house? Why? Well, you know, because I didn't, I didn't clean the, you know, I didn't mop the floor in the kitchen to her satisfaction. So I can't leave the house. Uh, okay. Uh, like, I don't know where her satisfaction is. I mean, but you 20 some years old. Girl, couldn't be me. Girl, girl, believe that house. And you know, to a, in a way, like I said, because I'm saying it in certain ways, I'm making excuses, I'm covering up, because I do, in a way, know that it's crazy and sounds crazy. But I'm also listening and abiding because I have been trained and groomed to do so. This person has groomed me and trained me all of my adult, all of my life. Anytime you're around me, you're grooming and training me to listen and do as you're told. Which is why when I got married and my husband, uh, <laughs> bitch, do, do it, do it. I did it. I was already groomed to do what you've been told. I'm in my 20s. People would say certain things. I 
I don't really feel like that. I really don't agree with it. Uh, yeah, come on, we're going over here. Well, I, you know, I don't, girl, come on. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So, I just want to put that out there, how that, these, that's how somebody can be 19 and 20 and allowing themselves to still be abused because it's gone on so long. You don't really, you, you're aware to a certain point, but it's a form of your life. And especially when it's a parent, okay? Especially when it's a parent and you love them and you want to please them and you want to do right by your parent. So you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I know this is wrong. I know my mom's basically crazy for expecting me to do or behave a certain way, but that's my mom. I love her. And so all of that is stress. It's some form of stress. Now you're a little older, you're in your own place, you're paying bills, you, you know, you're going through your own life things. Like you're, you're, you're starting to develop your own path and your in life in your own way. Okay. Now you face other levels of stress. Okay. Like you face the levels of stress of, gosh, I moved to a new city and the traffic is really bad. It wasn't the same when I, from where I'm from, you know, I, I was used to, I could leave home, you know, 15 to 20 minutes before my shift and still make it on time. But here, the traffic, there's a busy city. You know, you could be in traffic for an hour easily or an hour and a half for a 15 minute drive or, or 10 minute drive. So I've had to learn to readjust that because I'm in the city and in this area that's busier than where I come from. Okay. And that is some form of stress because you're finding yourself being late and that's not you. It's not in my character. I'm the type of person who likes to get to work 15, 20 minutes before my shift. I was used to doing that. But I'm in this different city. I'm trying to feel my way here. You know, I'm also looking over my shoulder, mind you, the whole time. So there's stress. There's stress in, in that. Even though I've, I'm living in a whole other city and state, I'm still looking. It's stress. And all of that stress, like I said, just keeps building and building like that volcano. Until finally, okay, like it did for me, it kept building and pally to a point that I got sick. And when I got sick, I got sick. You know, I had been feeling like things were wrong, but then it's like, bam, I had an actual wall. It was getting to the point like I would having a migraine, a pounding, severe migraine every single morning, all day. And I'm like, what is going on? Yes, I suffer with migraines, but my goodness, like every morning, I have been home from work for a week. I've been home now for two weeks. Okay, I've missed two and a half weeks out of this month for having migraines. I can't keep working like this. This is crazy.
You know, we're going to talk also about all the ailments that stress. You know, we're going to talk about that in the future. The ailments that can come from stress. But as I said, you know, this stress, it pals. It pals on you. And so it gets to the point. You know, I'm in my 40s at this point when this happened. And I'm really sick. And I'm home. Now I have to stop working because I'm basically not going. Okay, that's how bad it is. So it's like, like what you gonna do? You ain't even here. You're rarely, really honestly, rarely here. Okay, so then you think to yourself, like what? But it was the stress. Yeah, there were other factors, but it's stress because it's stress it's own that was adding to it. Like, yes, there's other factors, health, diet, exercise, all of that was playing a key part. Absolutely. Genetics, all of that. Illness, all of that played a key. But the stress was not helping. And like I said, the volcano with the pressure, the stress is staying, it's building to the point where it finally. It explodes. And now you have, you find yourself, you're in this mess. And now because I've already had that eruption, okay, like the volcano, I've had my eruption already. But I found that in my life, it doesn't take much now. It really, I mean, like most people can be like, you know, oh my gosh, I, I know I got a bill due, but, you know. I'm not going to worry about it. I'll pay it. I'll pay it on the 15th. But for me, because I had went through so many periods of stress, even in my adult life, because, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. We're going to talk about, I'm going to really have to, I see now I'm going to really have to talk about this stress more because this is getting longer of recording than I planned. Um, but it is. It that stress can lead. It sticks with you, and so you find yourself where it may have been a situation that normally you probably could have brushed off, or anybody else could find themselves brushing off. You, however, it could cause you to be zapped out for two days. It could cause you to be on bed rest for a week because you were stressing about something. And, and you really try not to give into it, as I stated before. You know, I could feel myself going in there because of the self-awareness. And I say to myself, okay, no, you've got to, mm -mm. you've got to be positive. You've got to, what are you grateful for? Yeah, you're stressed. You're not, you know, you're worried about this and that, but you know that life always works out for you. You know that things will come true. You know things will do this. And then it's like, well, yeah, I do. So you know what? I ain't going to sweat it. I ain't going to sweat it. I'm going to go ahead and 
no i'm just gonna go hey you're right I i'm not gonna stress it i'm gonna remain positive i'm gonna journal i'm going to meditate and focus and i'm gonna push through and it does work but i'm saying that i have realized I asked myself at first for a while, like, why? But I had to realize, oh, it's because you had that residual residue. How can you trace that? I can trace it back to my childhood. That every trauma, every blow, every smack, every time I was neglected, every time I was uh, sexually violated or abused every time I was yelled at or every time I was forced to get in a closet and locked away in a closet, every time I was chained to something, every time I was, you know, beating to where it's like I can barely be, every time I was choked, all of those things have led to stressful residue, residual stress, residual residue. So I just wanted to talk about that. We're gonna go deeper, not just this month, in the future episodes and future months to come, we're gonna come back from time to time and talk about this stress. And I'm going to give topics and helpful points on how to deal. We're going to do talking points on how to deal with the stress. Okay. But like I said, number one right now, gratitude. Okay. So think about that. Until the next time, I appreciate you listening. I know we kind of got long-winded on this, but I just wanted to kind of chit-chat with you about the bonus of that. Until the next time, I am again your host, Needed the One, and remember, you too can break free and come out of the shadows and into the light. Thank you. Take care of yourself.